Welcome to Introvert's Galaxy. In the last couple of years, I've discovered that there is an immense number of people who struggle with social anxiety, fear of public speaking, introversion. One of the issues I dealt with was that I thought I was alone. I didn't think that other people were feeling like this, so I thought I was a freak. And in this podcast, you will hear stories of people who have struggled with similar issues. What was that like for them? What did they do? How did they grow? Hopefully we can learn. Let's jump into it. It's not just me and this guy. He knows what he's doing. He's good at his job. You know, it's not just that I suck at what I do. It's just (laughs) this happens to some of us. So here's the deal. So you were having horrible, mean thoughts about this person. And because you're a horrible, mean person, you figure that everybody else is having horrible, mean thoughts about you when you're like fumbling around and and stumbling, you know, stuttering or whatever. I don't understand. What do you mean? I'm having mean well, thoughts. Well, what about happens this is that we have horrible thoughts about people, and then we think that the other people have horrible thoughts about us. But if we were kind and compassionate, we would think that the other people were kind and compassionate. When you cannot communicate yourself well, some people think that you're not very intelligent. And I used to be afraid that because I couldn't communicate well, that people would think, "Oh, this guy is not very smart. He's not good at what he does." That was a stupid thing to say. He must be an idiot. Okay, so that's one job which you say that you were good at, and we're gonna just take your word for it. As far as I know, you're an honest person. I could have been very bad at it, and I just <laughs> convinced myself the other way around. But I was afraid of it too. I was afraid. What if I'm really bad at what I do, and that's why exactly a lot of times talk. A lot of times we're afraid because we're uncertain that we're any good. If you have a bunch of strangers in the room, maybe they're like ten times as good a programmer as you are, and so you're kind of nervous about saying stuff. You know? You've had this situation in other jobs that you've had too, or other circumstances, right? I was always afraid to talk about what I did from my first job when they used to ask me, "Hey, an update." As far as I remember, I was always very afraid to talk in groups. And give updates. Besides this other person, that manager, you and him are the only two people in the world who've ever had this problem. Is that correct? That was the first time that I heard somebody else so obviously with this problem. So obvious. Other people may be having the problem, and I may have heard them, but it's not easy to notice it. You can hear me talking. You will notice that I'm having this issue inside. You know, like I be talking, and inside I have a storm going. They say that it's it's like exposure therapy. You just do the thing a lot, and then gradually, over time, you get over it because you're used to it. You've, it was frightening at first. You know, all these comedians who couldn't hardly get up on stage when they started after they did it a million times. It got easier. I don't know, man. I don't have all the solutions, all the answers. I'm getting to know myself better, understanding my thoughts better. I don't know everything about there is to know about this, but I'm learning more, and it's, it's good it's to learn more about it, understand where it comes from. Okay, so that job is long gone. You started this podcast recently. Today, I started today. <laughs> you started today, and it's on your mind recently, so something recent must have happened as well. It's been on my mind oh, for a long time. Some things have happened over the last couple of years and couple of months. Something happened very recently. This is exactly what we need to hear about. You can always cut it out. Why I started? know what just happened recently and remember you can cut it out or not show this to anybody if it turns out to be horribly embarrassing so my daughter <clears throat> my daughter my daughter changed very much my oldest daughter her personality changed it was a big shock i was confused i didn't understand what was going on she and i finally talked about it she told me that that, that was not who she was the person she was before i listened and she said that all her life she was very quiet very quiet. She didn't get in trouble. She didn't talk. 
much because she was afraid, anxious. She was afraid to talk. She had all this anxiety inside. So she wasn't being herself. When she told me that, I realized, oh my God, I know where coming from. I've been dealing with this stuff. And I decided I'm not going to keep... I was going to wait until I had grown completely. Talk about this later when I had grown. That triggered something in me that my daughter went through this and is telling me about it. It triggered something in me and I, I don't want to wait until I've grown over all this. To talk about it, I will talk about it now. Why wait? What if, if there is someone out there that listens to conversation and says, Oh my God, I'm not alone. So I thought I was alone. My daughter thought, probably thought she was alone this whole time. When we have big issues that to us are big issues, we think that nobody understands. But the reality is a lot of people probably going through something similar. Does understand. You said that you don't have problems on one-on-one, but you do in groups, which I think is pretty common. It's common for me, for me as well. I don't want to say that one-on-one is not a problem. A problem when it's a group, if I have to go into an event and there's a big group of people that I don't know. Yeah. And there's a couple I know, right? But I show up and that makes me very nervous. I walk in the door. I don't know where to walk to, where to sit, who to talk to. I get anxious about that. I usually walk to the bathroom, hoping that somebody, while I'm walking to the bathroom, will say, Hello, Richard! Let's talk! <laughs> but that doesn't always happen like that. I end up in the bathroom most of the time. <laughs> and they just stay in there. They just stay in there and say, Okay, okay, let's try it again. So oh walk to the door. <laughs> back to the bathroom. Back to the entrance, back to the bathroom. <laughs> hoping to be intercepted. That's right. Maybe a heat-seeking missile, you know, will land there. That is pretty fun. You know, um, I have that same problem, you know. Actually, I'm not very good. And it's just, I think there's a skill people have, you know. They've been in parties all their lives. And the other people stood back and they were wallflowers. Uh, may I predict it in, in high school? Did you ever go to the high school dances? Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? And did you dance with anybody or did you stand by the wall? I went one time. I didn't dance. I was too embarrassed. And I just stood on one side of the room, hoping somebody will talk to me. <laughs> Nobody. So it sounds like you need a big dose of exposure therapy, so we're going to have to get you out there in these groups. We'll bring an ambulance with us just in case you have a heart attack. Are we going to the club? You want to go to the club tonight? Uh, no. <laughs> Are you as bad as you've ever been, or have you found anything, any strategies at all that have helped? Have you read any books on this topic? Lately, you know, I've been reading a lot. Dude, books are great. I listen to podcasts. I used to think, oh my God, which book should I read? And I was looking for the perfect book and then I wouldn't read anything because I didn't know which one was the best. <laughs> I didn't want to read the wrong thing. Oh my. Just read something. Yeah. There's so much good stuff and some of it, you know, it's not going to apply. You just apply what, what feels right and you're going to learn some things that are probably not good but there's a lot of good stuff that you will learn. I won't learn anything by not reading. When I was a teenager... And I came to the United States, an aunt that lived here and saw me reading. She said, wow, you read a lot. Did I was reading. I had come to the United States and I found books in my country, in the Dominican Republic. You don't easily find books. There's no, when I was little, there was no library, public library that you can go to nearby and free books. Like so when I got here and books were so easy to get, I started reading a lot. She used to see me reading. She told me, why are you reading so much all the time? That's for old people. Don't read right now and do other things. And when you get old, then you read. And I thought, oh my God, she must know something. She's an adult. So maybe I am doing something wrong. Let me stop reading. So I stopped reading. Oh my God. What age was that? I was 14. 14? 15. 
an old person comes along and tells you not to read. What kind of old person is that? I never heard of an old person. That was a bad, yeah, a bad <laughs> influence. And then years later, I started reading again, and I've been reading since. And I love reading. There's no such thing as you're too read. That was. And by the way, I, how do you like this? Huh? You you feel like you you interviewing me, and I I think you're enjoying this a little bit too much. You're laughing here. You know, the problem is I have a silent laugh, which is not good for podcasts, because the people who laugh loudly are going to have a big advantage right here, but I'm a, a silent snickerer. Yeah, you've so. been snickering the whole time, you know, like, you, you, you've been practicing this. Doesn't seem like the first time. I know how to carry on a conversation, unless there's a microphone between us. <laughs> is this thing even recording? Are we still know, on? Man. Are we still it's, live? It's, ooh, 19 minutes. Of fabulous excitement. So, what about you, Michael? What about me? Well, There's you know, here, about me here's here. my issue. I'm 57, and I still You're think... You're 57? I know, man. I thought you were in your 40s. Thank you. I'm 57, but I still feel like I'm 18, and like I still can become the rock star. I can still become that young novelist, and I can still become the astronaut. I still have the same hopes and dreams that I had when I was a teenager. And it's starting to dawn on me when I like go to work, and I see all these young people who are like in their 20s and they've become they've become managers and i never even became a manager anywhere i never rose up i never did anything and i'm 57 and it's like oh my god those people like i remember my ethics teacher saying i would never be anything and you know i'm going oh my at the time i said you don't know me i was like somebody told you you would never be anything that's right my ethics teacher Ah. i was disrupting his class a lot i really liked the class and i was but i was very angry he was teaching about Plato. I wanted to know ethics today. I didn't want to know about Plato's theory of the forms or whatever, you know. I wanted to, like, talk about today's ethics. We know that the theory of the forms is not correct. They didn't call it history of ethics. They called it ethics. So I guess I upset him a little bit. But, you know, the thing is, I'm starting to realize I'm 57. The odds of me becoming a rock star are extremely small, and it's really hitting me. I'm not, you know, because you used to have to be young and attractive. Sadly, I'm not one of those things. <laughs> no, so- so you're kidding, or are you really talking honest? Of course, it, well, of course, it's half honest. It's half honest. Everything okay. that we say is half honest. You want to play something and be a rock star? That was like a what? Rock star was like a a joke for something. You want to play an instrument, sing or something? Well, I want to be, you know, rich and famous, and I'm 57, and you know, I still have the same thing that you have, only worse, because at least you you press the button that said create podcast. And I'm still in the thinking about it. Everything that I do is about fantasizing about something in the future. So whatever okay. problem you have, my friend, is much less of a problem than the person next to you. Hold on a second. Yeah. Rich and famous, uh-huh. is that what you want, money? Is that really what you want? Yeah. I want to be able to make a living at something that I care about. But the problem is I care about a lot of things. I care about writing. And I care about music. And I care about saving the world and thinking about utopia. And I care about a lot of things. It's hard for me to actually pick one of those things and actually spend 15 minutes on it. I'm exaggerating slightly. But you see what I'm saying? In order, It's actually the people who succeed who actually picked one thing dedicated themselves to that thing. If money was not an issue to that, you had... A hundred million dollars, ah. and you did not need to work work yeah. for money. Uh-huh. What with your time, will you sit on the couch and watch every three episode there is in the world and history, or is there something that you would do with your time that you find that you know, like, like this is 
something I want to do, not because I'll get paid for it. I just want to do this. I'm still torn in different directions because I still want to be creative. I think what happened was I didn't have enough love as a child, so I still have that aching hole inside me that says I need to make up for that by being loved by a lot of I need to prove that I'm worthy. And I think there's something in there even with your your stage fright or whatever it was when you couldn't speak in front of groups. You know, I'm not worthy. And so we want to like succeed at something so that we have some kind of sense of self worth because we're getting it from outside instead of inside. I like to keep a diary. This is really dull and now I'm going to panic because now I'm just saying my secret thoughts. No, 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 no. no. Don't, don't. Secret thoughts being said on, oh, secret. on black microphone. Nobody has to listen to this stuff ever if we don't want to. Well, this is interesting. What you said about not being yeah. loved and... Well, you know, here's... The, that's good. That's good. Here's the thing. I, I, I hate working because I feel like my brain is being enslaved to make somebody else a profit. And on days when I don't actually have to, like, have my brain enslaved for somebody else's profit, that's like an extra eight hours a day where my brain is allowed to think creative thoughts. So I imagine a life where I can actually be a creative person 24 hours a day because I'm sitting here envying people who have lives like that where all day long it's about experiences and creativity and and i will throw in some helping others in there you know we'll give them you know five minutes of my day you know i will try to actually help others i do want people to have good lives out there creative stuff like what kind of creative stuff do you enjoy doing writing songs writing lyrics now of course i can't even play an instrument so these are like fantasies like in a distance you know as opposed to the people who actually have taken action and start working and building the skill and that's what that's what the problem is the sudden realization that i'm 57 and i can't develop 30 years of experience. You yeah. you do write right now. You're right. I write in a diary. That's that's whatever it is. How about you or, yeah, or what? Yeah, about, about you? Yeah, yeah, about me, yeah. Like, okay. I'll probably make a note about us talking. Okay. Part about not having received love, I empathize with that. Yeah. I feel you. There's traumatic events that happen when we're throughout our life that sometimes we don't even think that it affects us. It does affect us. And later on, we find out, oh, these traumatic events are doing this to the way I think. The way we grow up does have a big effect on the way we think. What you said that you feel like you need to do something, so you feel like you're worthy. So people say, oh, wow, look what Michael did. And then you're worthy. I have this fear that if I don't do it right, if I fail, they'll think, oh, Michael was an idiot after all. Thank you for putting my name in that little sentence of your, about your fear. Why is my, my name my, in your fear? My failure is makes you look like an idiot. <laughs> no, but that fear that what if I fail at this or this other thing? And then people think I'm an idiot, so I'll just hide, continue to use the armor to not show my personality, to not show my, my anything. Well, this is an interesting thing. So you did the real estate thing, right? And did you continue with that or did you stop it? Facebook video thing, did you continue with that? Not as much as I want to, but I still do it. I need to do a lot more than what I'm doing now, which is like once a month. Because One I, video a month. What I notice with myself is I have these bursts of confidence. It's either confidence or it's like looking at the situation in the right way that makes me take a step. So I'll start the blog. I'll be all fired up with either confidence or a way of looking at it that you know makes confidence unnecessary. You know, a couple of weeks into the process or whatever, you go, you'll think the other way because like my thoughts are constantly changing. They're constantly creating new thoughts. Yesterday's great idea is replaced by today's great idea. Mm -hmm. So that's a little bit of a problem for me, or probably a huge problem. And then whatever thought motivated you to do the action, you know, like start your introvert introverts guide to the galaxy podcast. You know, a little while from now. You'll have different thoughts that'll be more demotivating, for example, as a possibility. I don't even want to say that. I've already contaminated you. I've already put the toxic no, no, thought. No, no, Everything you're saying, I'm my biggest critic. Yeah. It's not worse than what I am thinking or what I have thought. 
that have stopped me so far. Yeah, it's like it's better just to keep continuing, you know, just continue. Pick the thing and continue. Like I was listening to what's uh, Gilbert, what's her first name? I don't remember. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And she was, she had a TED talk and um, she, you know, she made a commitment way back when she was younger that she was going to write whether she ever made any money or whether she ever got famous from it at all. That was, she's going to pick that as her thing. So she worked as a waitress for all her life, but she was committed to it. That's the big thing. She was committed. And so like with me, I'm flitting around because I'm always going, oh, what are the odds of success at this? What are the odds of success at that? You know, what can I succeed at that? Or what about this idea? Can I short, you know, now that I'm 57... And I can't develop 30 years of experience in, you know, being, you know, traveling, being in a traveling band. I can't get 30 years of experience anymore. Now, Michael, hold on. Hold yeah, on. What, what? Okay. What? Wait, I got to stop sorry, you. I'm hyped sorry. up now. I'm hyped up. I got to stop you because look, look, forget about the 30 years of experience. Yeah. The new generation grew up with this technology. Since they were in school, they grew up with this technology, their friends connecting to each other the followers we did not grow up with that but we have stuff that they don't have yeah. that people like i know how to use pen and paper hold on, hold on. Everybody... that's an amazing thing that they have no idea what is this okay, okay i'm sorry go ahead. everybody sucks at stuff there is some good stuff that you're good at you're good at some stuff and you're a likable person yeah. and doesn't mean that you have to be likable to everybody some people won't like you and that's okay you don't need 30 years for you start now whatever it is that you're thinking of being creative with start now and forget about making money out of it for now you just start to see to see what happens get started and do something and then you find out that you really suck at it find out and then you'll be like oh I really suck at this. The thing is that you did it and you won't have to later on think, oh my God, I could have started at 57. I'm 70 now. <laughs> I'm 80 now. Yeah, no, you'll so say, I did it. I found out. I know. I did it. So you just do it. You, you're a smart guy. You figure it out. The you'll figure out the technology. I could help you if you want to get started. But let's say that you got one of those thoughts. You hit record and you type or you speak, and then you just record it and you don't show anybody. Put it there. It'll be private just for you. That thought will now be recorded. And I can have a, like a day from now, it won't be gone. Because a day from now, things just go. That's not true. You have no idea what you were thinking no, about. No, I keep it. No, I actually do. Because I have a diary that's very extensive. And I can actually see my thoughts from like three or four or five years ago or something like this. Every day's thoughts erase yesterday's thoughts. And that's okay. That's my problem. Forget about it. Don't, don't overthink it. Just put it on so, Instagram. So using your technique, I could like have a harp interlude between these thoughts. I'm making up the harp part, but it could be a harp. So you have like your two-minute, you know, Jack Handy uh, thoughts, deep thoughts. If you remember, you, I don't know if you ever saw that. That was pretty funny. But so you have your your, your two-minute thought, and then uh, you have the harp interlude, and then you can put another two-minute thought in there. That way, you can connect them somehow and look like they're in the same episode. It could be like that, and it, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it'll be great. You know, your thing. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you created an Instagram account and you started putting some of your stuff there, and then you put a hashtag, whatever it's about. Let's say self-awareness or introvert or whatever it is that you write about. Uh -huh. You put a hashtag. So when people search for something like that, people, people, people want to connect. 
to people that are like them. We have this thing, it's built in that we want to connect. Yeah. It feels yeah. good to connect with people who are like us. Mm-hmm. To, so you feel like you belong. And then people will find <clears throat> your stuff. And as crazy as it sounds, some people will like yeah. what you're doing. So here's the thing. I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but I got the job. And this is where the slavery part comes in, where I got the eight-hour job plus the lunch and you know, the getting prepared for it and where my mind is completely enslaved by my employer. And I know this is Debbie Downer negative stuff, but I have to live my life from 4 to 7 a.m. in order to actually achieve any of these things. And, you know, my diary unfortunately takes like two hours a day. I know I'm trying to really cut it down, but so, so I have like one hour. So am I going to have time to respond to these people? Am I going to have time to create the thing and respond to them in the one hour, the one hour sliver of life that I'm allowed between my slavery? I, know. I don't know. Debbie, you, see, you, you got to just start and do it, you know? See, look at you. You're practically unemployed because you're a real estate agent. It's the same thing as unemployment, right? So you have full time. You have all day long to think about these fantastic thoughts. You're in a good place. This, I said the same thing to this homeless person I know. He lives on his dad's porch. And, you know, he just started school. His girlfriend is trying to get him to get a job. I said, no, a good place right now. You're homeless. You tell a homeless guy <clears throat> not to get a job. He can live on his dad's porch. You're an <laughs> evil man. No, because, you know, the worst thing you can do is get a job. Because the job is what traps you. That's what traps you. You know what? Trapping you work. You do, yeah, would work. But what, what about the idea that when you do stuff that you enjoy doing, yeah, so much. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem like a job. Oh, it doesn't true. feel like work. That's you true. just enjoy it so much. I agree. That part's true. If you can get one of those things, yeah, sure. You you, yeah. you start, you know, there's a book by Simon Sinek. I'm reading right now, listening to the audiobook. And he, he tells What's you, it called? He talks about uh, Simon Sinek, start with why. Start with why? Okay. And he's talking about this 80% of people... In America, okay. are unhappy with what they do for for a living, yeah. their job. Eighty yeah. percent because of what That's I said. Insane. Brain slavery to make somebody else a profit. We're not told to start with why to to think about the thing that will make us happy doing for the rest of our life. We we're not told about all the possibilities. You know, you need to spend when you're young time thinking, discovering, experimenting, trying different stuff out, failing fast. Fuck it all, just. Do it and forget what people think. But the, the way we grow up, all the traumatic events, yeah, we're pulled in one direction. We're afraid to experiment. We're afraid to be ourselves. When you discover all this fear that's been stopping, it needs to be stopped. Just go with it. Forget about everything that can go wrong. Don't think anymore. If you don't make money out of this, forget about the money. Don't start thinking about money, money, money. Even if you keep your current career, but you're on the side doing something you really enjoy. Well, that's the problem in America today. I'm sorry to be Debbie Downer because I know I'm supposed to be like the yes man, like the improv. The improv theory is say yes and. Yes and. Unfortunately, I'm going to bring up the other side of it. If you post online anything, like for example, as you know, listeners don't know that I hate capitalism. So if I say anything negative and then the next employer searches on the web, for anything I've ever said, it's like that you're constrained. Your whole personality is constrained if you actually want to stay, uh, you know, in, in, in the working world, which, of course, I don't, as I just explained. But I actually still want a roof over my head because I feel obligated to my child to not have him live in the gutter. Well, you know, Michael, if you're going to be posting pictures of yourself going to Walmart naked, then you should be concerned. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to rant about capitalism. But if you want to talk about capitalism and your crazy ideas which some of them i think are crazy what just talk about it not crazy the way we think we're idealists i bet some of our ideas are idealistic and it's okay man you 
do whatever it is that you're thinking about. Experiment with different stuff. And don't focus on just one thing. Just experiment and see where that goes, you know? So this is like the garden. So you have a lot of gardener in you, right? This is like this plant a seed over here and over here. Plant a bunch of seedlings and see which ones grow. Is that the metaphor that yeah. we're looking for right here? Yeah, yeah. We, we could stay thinking, thinking, oh, what about this or that or this? And I should only try one of these because i need to decide on something don't decide on anything just try different stuff that's i used to think that also no just try different stuff and see which one you feel good about which one you connect with people because that's that's okay we want to connect with people we want to do this stuff that's created but we want other people to appreciate try try different stuff see what happens and be patient if shit doesn't happen in a month in two months in three months or six a year to you keep going man don't never don't stop so here was an interesting th- observation that my wife made the other day so she pays stuff uh, post stuff on uh, facebook all the time right she's taking pictures of herself our kid and sometimes i'm actually included you know i went to her facebook page the other day and you know it looks like she's having this full and fabulous life and i keep a diary so i'm over there in my room at 4 a.m writing in my diary and she you know and i take a lot of pictures too but they never get out of my camera cool. and she's going you do all this stuff that nobody's ever going to see that's what she said to me and it really did make me think because yeah i'm going to croak nobody's going to have a password to my computer i've got the stuff i've created over the course of my lifetime nobody's ever going to see it it's going to die with me i mean at least whatever emily dickinson at least when she died at least stuff people found the stuff in her drawers or whatever it was i don't know i've never read her stuff but my stuff's going to die unnoticed even though the great irony is that's what i wanted because of lack of love from my childhood so sad Rosebud, Rosebud, a joke you're not getting because uh, Citizen King, but whatever. I, I saw Citizen King, yeah. Did a, you? a lot of that stuff <laughs> I, goes right over my head. <laughs> <laughs> to be really old. You know, I don't understand why that movie was considered a classic. I, I just don't. You know, one of the things I right now I am working on is be more myself. Yeah. And you see how we met and I was able to be myself with you. And that's probably why you like, you know, hanging around me. But I'm not able to do that with everyone. And it's not that I expect now that everybody's going to like me. But if I'm robotic and I don't show myself, uh-huh. then I'm not going to connect with anyone. So I'm trying to be more kind to myself and just be myself and say, it's okay. Just be yourself. Don't overthink this because not not everybody's gonna like you but it's okay you, you need to be yourself kind to yourself stop being so afraid of being yourself you know i have the opposite problem a little bit because like i'm at my job where i have at least one co-worker who is super work focused and so if i actually you know try and try to lighten the mood by saying a joke or something like that you know making people laugh or something it's like let's get back to work now you know it's like oh god really I don't know what point is there. No, I, I. Some people are, are like that. They're very, people, very you have serious. To fix everybody. Yeah. yeah, they're very serious. Start surrounding yourself with people. You know, you are the average of the five people you're closest to. And so, since I only have one person, that would be you. So surround with people who I are. To multiply you by five, and then. Well, this is a good start, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you surround yourself with a few more people that are positive that will make you push you to grow but if you surround yourself with a lot of negativity around you you're never gonna get shit done that's right. now that you have to cut everybody off but start limiting the time you spend around the negativity surround yourself with a little bit more positivity but if your friends are all the ones that go oh shit's never gonna happen life sucks this mm-hmm. is see that's what i'm worried about see i'm already terrified like are you is this it is this our last time to communicate because i did some debbie downer stuff 
no, our interview? No, I enjoy talking to you. I don't think you're a complete negative black hole. I do think that you have some negativity, you know, about, but I think uh, you're an interesting person. You do have a lot of stuff stopping you, but I, I, I believe that you, if you started sharing, you will connect with people like-minded. Have, have you connected with anybody with what you've done so far? You know, that's really funny. I, when I, I started sharing some of the stuff I do, I had all that negative thoughts, you know, trying to stop me the limiting thoughts and I, I i kept going i kept going today someone commented on one of my videos and said wow i really like what you are doing with the video another video i did someone else also wrote i really 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 love this and i've had a couple of people that say that and then i have let's say i have 50 people watch one of my videos uh -huh. sometimes 90 people and then nobody will comment. You but then they'll meet me in person yeah. and they'll say, Wow, Richard, really like what you did, you know, really like this. So a lot of people do watch it, but they don't say anything. And I'm starting to accept that. that that's a very common thing also. Well, you know what the thing is. I mean, I notice some things every time, once in a while, I want to do a like. Let's say I'm on Amazon. So you want to do a like to a post or something like that. And then it's like they make you sign in. Yeah, I now understand, you know, this is reaching some people. And it is good to get feedback. It feels great to get feedback. Even negative feedback is good so I can improve. Let, let me just say that I think about why do I do this? Do I do this? Do I share this stuff? Because I have some, some objective, like a secret objective. I want to become famous. I want to become rich over this. What is really my... I do think like that. I think, what is really going on here? I sit down and I think... Look, man, I, I, I want to make a living. I want to make a living. I need to earn an income. Yeah. And I want to grow my business. Or so yes, I want to grow my business. So some of the stuff I do, like when I make a video that I buy houses, <laughs> I'm renovating a home. Yes, I want people to know what I do. If you don't know what I'm doing and an opportunity comes up where a house is a stress, it needs work and a good investment, how would you know that I do that yeah. if I don't talk about it? So, yes, I talk about that part. But the other stuff also that I talk about, you know, the being an introvert, the social anxiety and all this stuff. I just have a feeling that I need to talk about that. And I told you before about the story with my daughter. And all I have a good feeling. I have a feeling. I have a feeling about this. There's a lot of people out there. They don't hear about these things. They think they're alone. And I'm okay with the fact that not everybody thinks like that. I'm totally okay. This is my personality. And I love, I love, I love it. I'm being kinder to myself about it. You know, just accepting this is who I am and I'm going to be who I am. I'm just going to be me. It's going to be. It's really easy to talk to you, man. It is? Yeah. I care about people. That's one of my strengths. I mean, one of my characteristics, one of my natural personality traits you gotta be kinder to yourself you need to love yourself more i am kind to myself you know i, I made that joke earlier about um, if we have harsh thoughts about others that we think that other people have harsh thoughts about us but to be honest with you i'm actually pretty compassionate toward others but i think other people are harsh That's to you or to themselves uh, to others people oh. you know we've we've already heard that you know people are being internet shamed and things like this you know, so it's like, I 
a pretty timid. I was actually thinking as we were walking about this issue is that what you really want, probably a lot of people who are successful, have a kind of armor around them. So they have a, a, a strong sense of what they want to do and enough armor around them so that even if there's some harsh critics, people you know attacking them, trolling them or whatever, they're going forward anyway. So they have that armor and if you're timid, like I've been, and you're afraid of criticism or whatever, that, that stops you. So in order to move forward, you have to have something. And, you know, you can use a different metaphor if you want or even a completely different idea. But you need some kind of idea that's going to get you to move forward in spite of your fears of what other people are going to think. You know, you need to move forward. So a good metaphor is like, you know, I've got this armor on. I'm going to move forward anyway. And you can hit me, you know, with your criticisms or whatever but I'm going to keep going forward, you know, because that's how you're going to learn the most by moving forward. You know, that's a really good point. And I think about that stuff and I'm doing the best that I, the best I can with what I know now and what I have now. The mindset, your mindset, your thoughts, it's up here. You got to understand your thoughts. You, you, I got to understand better what's up here what's happening here mindset so that you you once you're comfortable with your darkness with the darkest parts of you once you're comfortable with that and you understand yourself really well and why you're doing what you're doing it's that's what i believe and what i understand from learning is what how you can deal with that negativity that's going to come And when life punches you in the face and the critics come, that's what's going to keep you, you know, moving forward. Yeah. Your mindset. I had this thought the other day because, I mean, I've quit a lot of things in my life. Like, I was doing stand-up comedy, open mic for a while when I was younger, and I was pretty good at it. But yeah. I made up some rules. You had to have new material every day. You know, standards that nobody could live up to. I probably told you the story. Now I'm telling to the hypothetical listeners of that. But, you know, I ended up talking myself out of continuing. Because I made up these rules that were impossible to live up to. And I've thought about that a lot in my life is that I quit things as soon as I come up with one reason. Like, oh, the commute is too long. Or the odds are too low. Or it doesn't matter what the reason is. But a single reason will stop me from pursuing a thing. And the idea that I came up with is what you really need is just one reason to continue. It doesn't have to be this great reason. It's just one reason. If you have a single reason to continue, continue. So like with your introvert, uh, Introvert's Guide to the Galaxy podcast, if you have a single reason to continue, like you want to do it for your daughter, or you want to do it because you want to help one person, whatever that reason is, you know, just continue. You have one reason, continue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Point. So yeah, I saw some potential in what you, what you do, you know. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like it would be funny to talk about this craziness neurotic stuff it like, could be so right now what you have is a super relaxed approach so I just take everything I say with a grain of salt because you gotta you gotta keep moving forward and you can't use anything I say you know so you I have got a, you you have a super relaxed approach and that's going to attract a certain group of people the people who like are so eager to hear about their topic discussed that they'll listen even the first podcast of somebody you know what I mean mm -hmm. um, on the other hand your thing might also gradually evolve so that you 
you still have your core strengths, you know, a little bit of neurosis in there with all your thoughts and stuff, um, it may come in a more relaxed way as you as you do it more, whatever, more not more relaxed, but more more faster, more faster or something, yeah. So, I got you. This is, I'm open to all the possibilities, you know. I have no idea where, where this is going. Uh, where all the places that this may go. I'm open to it. It's experimenting, you know? Failing fast. We're gonna fail fast. And then I, I was going to ask you, what do you think if we grab some pieces of this and we make it public? And you 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 look you listen to it and we'll see where it goes. If you say no, no, then, then. what is it with you know the guilt? I have this guilt about oh, so I'm doing this, why am I really doing this? You know, do I have some some self satisfying reasons for doing this am i deceiving myself you know and i also think hold on a second what is wrong with doing something that you really enjoy doing helping people at the same time and making a living out of that what is wrong with that why does that have to be a guilt to it do we have to only do stuff that we hate make a living doing shit that we hate yeah so that's a limiting thought and there may be more to it maybe my ego takes control well, so, here's going a, with it. so here's a question then because I'm gonna, I'm gonna but how are you helping people just by letting people know that there's other people out there who have this problem which is perfectly acceptable look I have no idea but exactly how but I heard some people already talking about this their story and just listening to it made me feel incredible I was like oh my god yes I know how that feels I feel so good that you feel the same way. I, I'm not alone. And that's that's the, the, not everybody is gonna find the one person that's doing it. What if you can, some people will listen to your stuff that would have never found the other person's stuff talking about this. Or you just connect with people in a way that the other person just can't connect with them, you know? Mm -hmm. That, I'm not, this is, I have a feeling that I need to do this. Oh my God, I gotta pee real bad. Uh oh, fortunately, we're near your house. It's that coffee. Oh my god, I'm doing the sitting down pee pee dance. Yeah, my chair. Man, it was. Please take a minute to leave me a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher. I am starting out this podcast, and this helps me a lot to get discovered. And if you like my podcast, please subscribe and share it with other people. I left, I put some links on the show notes how to leave a rating or review on itunes and stitcher because it can be hard to navigate that stuff and i didn't know how to do it either and i would love to hear from you please send me a email or a comment and tell me about your thoughts on the on what i'm sharing in my content or if you want to talk about this stuff i'm happy to talk take care and have an awesome day